Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. What was your most problematic behavior you did during March of 2020? I didn't get into baking bread, but if I did, I would say that. <laughs> Welcome back to That's a Gay Ass Podcast, the podcast that asks, whose fault is it that you're gay? Who do we blame, babe? This week, we've got Irene Two on the podcast, an incredible stand-up comedian who is currently on tour, slaying the country left and right. Politically, physically, geographically. Um, So excited for you to hear this episode. But first, I'm even more excited to tell you that the tickets are on sale, babe, for That's a Gay-Ass Live show here in Los Angeles. It's on April 27th. And yes, we revealed the lineup. There's Brian Safi, Greta Teitelman, Jared Goldstein, Brandon Kyle Goodman, and more to come. So get those tickets at the link in the description at my bio, because I would j'adore if we sold her out again. Uh, the show is like three weeks from now, so get them so I also can sleep a little bit. Let's get into this episode for Irene 2's Gay Us Podcast. We talk about the queerness of Hey Arnold. We let Irene take a shit on risotto, which is hard to hear. And her character actress of choice is one we have not discussed enough, and I'm grateful she gave us that platform today. If you enjoy, you know what to do. Leave a review. But... If there's one thing you really should do is buy a ticket to That's a Gay Ass Live show. Or if you don't live in L.A., tell someone that does live here to go see it for themselves. I love ya. My friends, Irene too is on That's a Gay Ass Fucking Podcast. Irene, this has been, uh, dare I say, years in the making. The universe brought us together. Years, I'm possibly. so happy you're here. I'm so sorry. I had to reschedule on you so many times because, like, I just said so many tragic things happened back, back to back. Oh, no. You're a survivor. Yeah. Because, like, we were supposed to record and, like, I had, like, left my, like, wallet in, like, Madison, Wisconsin. And I was in Chicago. I had to drive all the way back. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I can't pod right now because I don't have my wallet and my keys. Was like, the wallet found in the gullet of a beaver? <laughs> um, I left Isn't, it in a restaurant. I guess it's a badger. <laughs> and oh, well. Tomato, yeah. tomato. Um, which actually is so amazing. You've been doing your big They Energy tour. She's been true. in San Diego. She's been in Chicago. She's been in Fort Collins, Seattle, Portland. I, the, the biggest controversial question I have to start us off, the hottest people 
are in what city that you've been to in this 50 states? Um, I'm going to be honest. Um, all of my crowds look kind of the same. Oh, wait. Give me the pitch. What do they look like? Um, they're all... Flannel? They're all... Uh, they're, they're, they're pretty queer, I would say. Um, I mean, obviously, still have some straights that come to the show. We love the straights. Sure, sure, sure. We love. Um, I love a mix of people. You know, I, I don't like to have, like, all one type of person at my show. But they're all pretty queer. Very shy. Interesting. Uh, Does that mean like after the show, they they I fuck you from the cross room, but they won't say hi? No, they will like because I'll do a meet and greet after my shows. Um, mm-hmm. but they'll come up and they'll be like hi, or they'll be like really nervous to talk to me, or they'll be like, "Is it okay if I take a photo?" And I've fully said on stage, "You can take a photo with me." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's the overcorrection of consent. Yeah, and it's like guys, like it's chill, like. They need it's three confirmations of a yes. <laughs> like, a yes means no until it's three yeses yeah. and then it's yes. <laughs> so they're all like that, which is very cute and nice. But I'm like, guys, it's like totally fine. You can take a photo of me. <laughs> Do you mind if I um stand within 20 feet? I know. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I said this okay. Uh, but it's, you know, it's perfectly nice and fine. And th- I think they're like uh, usually pretty young to a lot. I get a lot of like younger fans. Listen, we yeah. are creating the future we want, which is really socially nervous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I blame TikTok for that. Well, so does the government. I'm not going to pretend to know what's going on with TikTok right now, but I just know that. Yeah. It's happening. I mean, it's happening. Personally, I would love for them to ban TikTok so then I don't have to figure out how to use it. Sure. Are you not a big TikTok girl? No, I've posted like a few clips on there, but I, you know, you know, when you get older, you just get used to what you're used to. And then uh, I got used to Instagram and I didn't. I thought you were still doing Facebook. um... No, I mean, I know Facebook and I know Instagram, but then I reached that age where I'm like, no new apps. I'm just picturing you stopped at Irene is doing her homework. (laughs) Like the status update with the is. That's funny. (laughs) I forgot about those i i think i felt pressure and hatred and self disgust with social media from the dawn but i think i've just learned to live with it like i really i'm not joking it's been a very new journey to not feel pressure to post things and only post when i actually want to in my gay bones and that's been in the past few weeks and it's feeling it's starting to feel a little healthier i used to feel like if i don't post that i no one cares about me but i don't think that's true yeah i don't think that's true either i don't think i'm so figuring i don't think it's true <laughs> I'm on the flip side now where I would only post if I wanted to or if I thought something was cool. And now I am feeling that pressure that I do need to just post content and then not look at it. Oh, that's good. Not not because I think like it is reflective of me in any way, but I'm like, oh, I just like need people to find me. Oh, I get that. I get that. You know what happened that uh, truly this podcast helped me with is I was interviewing the genius Tommy Doe who lives here in LA now. And he told me that when he posts something, because I was like very much, it was like two years ago and I was very much like, how do you not feel like a crazy person when you post something, especially right. if it's like a silly video or whatever. And he said, if he sees that three people that he respects have like liked it or anything, he then says, okay, I'm done. And I, and then I move on with my life. Oh, that's nice. And and I've started to like be like, you know, if three people that I have love for like give any sort of positive something with it, I'm like, that's all that I don't, I, I can't ask for anything more, nor should I. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. 
I'm going to try and uh, use that. You should. It's, I mean, it's been very helpful. And speaking of, I was looking at your Instagram all of 10 minutes ago. And on <laughs> one of your first posts, um, you had posted about one of the shows you had done. I forget which city you were in. And Chrissy Teigen commented, you were so amazing. What the fuck is the backstory there? Oh, yeah, that is my pinned post currently, because I had put the picture alongside my tour dates. Um <laughs> um, and I, I hosted a Planned Parenthood gala like um, like a month ago, and she was one of like the honorees. So, oh, so are you your pro choice? I'm kidding. Yeah, um, so <laughs> I'm pro Chrissy Teigen. Um, pro Chrissy's life. <laughs> yeah, so it was like I, I had, like had the little kind of speech thing at the top, uh, very short, and then I kind of emceed the event, and uh, she was there, and she laughed at my jokes, which was nice. She was sitting in the front. She's uh, very kind and she was like you were great and i was like okay wow and then um, she was like do you yeah. mind if i take a picture and i was like uh ah. and then we took a photo and i posted it and then she commented which was great. wow so, that is so we love I mean, chrissy we love chrissy we on the pod we love chrissy yeah. Teigen. so i just want like to tell you the brilliance of the title of your tour big they energy because oh, thank you i've been yeah, you know, I watch. I've been a fan of yours for a long time. I watch all of your stuff, and the fact that you were on our dear friend Ashley Gavin's podcast. Yes, um, love Ashley. Love Ashley, who has been on this one twice, and she was asking you, of course, you know, name and pronouns, and you say that you go by she, her, but you um, <laughs> cut up Midwestern man in the comments saying, "Wow, great, she's great," and then some random people would be like, "Hey, they are great," and you're like, "Actually." <laughs> I've never publicly said that. Yeah, it's really funny to me. It happens a lot where people will like come to my defense and like correct people on my pronouns. And I'm like, and I'm like, I've literally never said this. It's again the overcorrection that yeah. I think is like it's so well intentioned, but but it's like believe women, believe women. Yeah. Someone sent me a really long DM the other day that was like, I have. Um, cause I, they didn't like one of my jokes. Uh, well, the thing with like, um, social media now is like, you have to post really short clips of your standup. Right. So obviously you don't get the full joke, right? And this, right. the stuff that does the best is you kind of pick something where like, oh, people might talk about this joke, right? So I, I posted like one of those jokes and then someone like sent me a, a message and was like, I can't believe you would say that as someone of like the, in our community who identifies as a they. And I was like, again. I have never said this. Yeah, I um, I find that to be gorgeous, and I also find. Did you respond to that comment? Is my no, I didn't. Message. Well, it's uh, I don't usually respond to any comments because there's just no point. I think that's smart because I just received a message like that that did shock. It did rock me a little because I still hold on to people pleasing tendencies, mm. and I had posted a video that got thrown around a lot, which was that. Uh, gay people are not a danger to children children are a danger to gay people and then it's a clip of my nephew jumping on my collarbones oh, like fully that's funny. um and it did like like and i'm not trivializing at all the horrible things that happen with like mass shootings and schools like bad 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 i'm very anti children dying however someone messaged me that it could have been seen at, it, that it was insensitive or inappropriate because of children dying and i first was like i needed to delete it i hate apparently i hate children i'm done for <laughs> and then i took a step back and i was like i actually I, I i understand the feeling behind it and i very much want to be sensitive to all of the things happening in this world but i don't think I, me responding would have been 
probably good for me or for that person. Right. It's just no point. Like, do you want to have a full conversation with this random person who probably won't change their mind? Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. That and that and I, I sometimes worry about like things that like I posted a video that I, I know it's going to follow me whenever I w- w- the, the thing that does cancel me will be a turkey video I posted over Thanksgiving. Okay, eight, eight years ago. <laughs> You're like, maybe you should be canceled. It was literally why gay men don't like Thanksgiving. It's me baking a turkey. And of course, it do- it looks like what you might think it looks like. And it's just me going, oh, God. And then I walk away. That's the entire video. Okay, but funny. I was, it was pretty funny. But it was also like very low hanging fruit. And sure. um, it, if it does resurface, um, people either think it's funny or that I'm transphobic. Right. So I'm just kind of bracing for that to be the the thing. But um, but you said risotto is extremely overrated. So I think that's yours. <laughs> yeah, I did say that. <laughs> <laughs> Who hurt you? What risotto hurt you? Every risotto I've ever had has been mediocre <laughs> at best. Sometimes just bad. I don't think it's good. <laughs> Well, listen, I, I, we can be on different ends of the political spectrum with risotto, and I think that that's... What we really can't. The, it's just bad. Oh, okay. I'm very intolerant to everyone's acceptance of risotto as, like, fine dining food. Okay, I don't think this is fine dining, but I do think it's delicious and a cousin to risotto. Do you like a rice ball, like an arancini? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, it's risotto is just, like, the rice is, like, a weird texture, because it's, like... Sure. It's not like um, sticky rice where it's like nice and soft or whatever. So it's like kind of a little hard, mm. but like it's like not fully cooked. It's like al dente rice, but then it's like <laughs> wet. It's like wet al dente rice. It's like just cook it all the way, make it curry. Like, what are we doing? And why is it like $30? <laughs> What's happening right now is we've now become Las Culturistas and you're doing an I don't think so hot. <laughs> That's true. I don't think so. Risotto. <laughs> we like to be very topical on that Gans podcast, and today's pop culture headline is risotto. Yay or nay? <laughs> well, listen, Irene. I feel like we could go back and forth about this risotto for the next hour, but I do need to ask you the famous podcast question, which is Irene too. Whose fault is it that you're gay? Whose fault is it that you're not they? Who do we blame, babe? Um, we blame uh, Rocket Power. Oh, woogie, 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 woogie. I'm so <laughs> glad you've seen the show. I do. I have seen it. I also um, have the perfect age bracket of having started to watch it and then have a younger brother who is five years younger than me who religiously watched it. Mm, and mm-hmm. I do think that it is canonically queer, but people don't talk about it enough. People don't people talk about it People definitely don't talk about it. Also, a lot of people didn't watch it. It's kind of like a like some kids like really watched it like me. And then yeah. some people like just didn't really watch it at all. Can we unpack the rocket power? I mean, it was, I feel like the, it was, a, had a very um, masculine energy of like the skateboarding of the like, was it like a shack? Like a, what kind of, like there was like. Okay, so it was these kids. snack shack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They like lived in like Hawaii, I think. Yeah, something Basically like that. Like that. And they all played extreme sports. So they would right. be like surfing, playing like hockey in the street, like where they're like right. rollerblading and stuff um skateboarding like snowboarding like basically every extreme sport they were doing right and it was four of these characters it was three boys and this one girl named reggie and she was definitely a lesbian 
For sure. Without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, and she was the coolest one, and she was, like, very smart, and everyone else was, like, kind of dumb. Uh, <laughs> and I, like, really related to Reggie because I was like, oh, she's, like, great at sports, and I, like, love sports as a kid. And she was, like, smart and, like, whatever. And I was like, yeah, like, I'm Reggie Rocket. And pretty sure that that may be gay. If Reggie Rocket was an IRL person and you're both adults now, would you be attracted to Reggie? No, I don't think so. I think she'd just be, be really cool. I think if Reggie Rocket was an IRL person right now, she would be Caitlin Clark. Do I know Caitlin Clark? She's that basketball player. Oh, right. She plays for Iowa. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah. And the thing is, I also feel like it's important to um, bring up Reggie Rocket right now for a visual because, yeah. <laughs> the one thing I remember she likes was purple, purple hair. hair. Yeah, purple hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's purple hair. There's a camo uh, pants. Mm-hmm. There's a red rim sunglass. There is <laughs> a pink shirt with a green rocket. I'm seeing a real woman dressed up as reggie rocket right now in a crop top with giant breasts um per- she's very hot i will say she looks very hot um but no reggie is reggie should have a float at, at pride is what we're saying oh, rocket fully. power at pride fully there was something about that whole era though of cartoon i feel that had a queerness to it that like um like hey arnold oh my god helga, hey was helga definitely in the closet like literally she was in her closet with a shrine to arnold she's just gay <laughs> she's just gay she's obsessive and gay which is what i did with my crushes that were girls i was like okay well this is the obsessive i don't know why being obsessive about the wrong gender when you're closeted is the move but it was the move totally i think i just wanted my my obsessive crush was over a girl that was very popular and um <sighs> I think I've told this story, but it's really devastating. And I'm going to tell it again. One sentence recap, which is that I had a crush on this girl. What I thought was a crush. And I, and I photocopied the yearbook over winter break. Cause I missed her. And I photocopied her picture. Oh, I printed her picture and someone found out about this. And what I actually did was I just printed the photo and literally looked at it. I probably like tucked it under my pillow at some point. Cause I was like, I have a crush on her. And then someone spread a rumor that I was masturbating to it. Oh. Which could not have been further from the truth. <laughs> oh, no. Because uh, I was too busy masturbating to videos I was downloading from LimeWire of like <laughs> one one twink like masturbating because I told myself I was learning how to masturbate. So um, I was not jacking off to this picture of her, but it got spread around oh, school. No. And then. And then she, like, had to take a break from being my friend because she was weirded out by me. But then you guys became friends again? I think so. I think eventually, just like anything in the headlines, kind of news blows Mm. over. And with enough time, we were too busy worrying about uh, the girl that the rumor was that she threw up on someone's dick when she gave a blowjob. Oh, my God. Did you ever have that rumor in your school? I feel like every every I feel Actually, like every few schools. I never heard about it, but recently a friend of mine that I went to uh, high school with told me that there was a rumor about some girl who that that exact there's rumor. Always, there's always the girl that threw up on the dick, which is really just like I think a sex shamey like ninth grade thing because <laughs> yeah. like clearly every boy wants to receive a blowjob, every girl wants to feel so uh, sexually empowered. But if it, if we find out that one, especially girls, because people are so you know misogynistic, if a girl has done anything sexual, then the rumor becomes that she's a monstrous slut who vomited on right. the cock. <laughs> like that has to be the only. I, and I, I, clearly, that's the 
rumor that goes around there's like the guy from blues clues is dead like there's things that every <laughs> community has to pass around and i'm just saying that it's Taylor <laughs> that's so funny were you um so it's talking about the high school rumors were you out in high school no i was not i did not come out until college so oh i love early college late college mid um after uh freshman year did you um have any secret hookups in high school Oh, yes, definitely. What is wrong with me? I didn't touch a single same sex until college. <laughs> who are you? Who were you? And how did it happen? The secret it was like my best friend at the time. We no longer speak. Um, oh. It's fine. Uh, but uh, we were like best friends and we were like not gay. We were just like best friends and we were like yeah. hooking up. But it was like, we're not gay. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, this is just what normal best friends do. <laughs> is she is she an out person now to your knowledge um no to my knowledge she's married and has a baby she's got a baby and also like uh we're like not friends on social media or whatever and someone told me she had a baby and then i wrote like a funny joke about it um or i like posted something (laughs) on like facebook instagram whatever i just thought it was a funny joke and then she like immediately like blocked me which i thought was hilarious and i was like girl trust me i'm not like following your life someone just told me that this happened she was like no more material about me and my she was like i think uh, she thought that i like had looked on her social media somehow and like found it i was like no i promise you i have not checked in years do you feel comfortable saying the genre of the fallout what happened Oh, well, I mean, it was, like, kind of my fault, um, okay. in a way, where, like, we were, like, friends or whatever, and then that was, like, before I realized I was gay. This was, like, early high school, uh-huh. and then I, like, went to a summer camp, and then I, like, had this crush on this girl, and then I actually realized I was gay. Uh-huh. And then, because of that, I was, like, I can't be hooking up with my best friend anymore, even though we're not gay. And then I, like, basically, like, stopped talking to her. Oh. So, it was definitely me. But it was also like wrapped up in your journey of figuring out. How oh yeah, yeah, to yeah. Be. I think I, I don't think I was like trying to be like a dick or like whatever. I just was like, I can't be doing this. <laughs> oh yeah, there's, there's. Okay, not to make a really devastating uh, comparison, but have you watched the new season of Love Is Blind? No, I've never seen that show. And nor do you feel need to feel the need to however the newest season um there's a girl that jackie and she's really all of her trauma i think is like getting in the way of her relationship with the guy and i think that your like swirling of where you were at at life got in the way of the friendship but right i bring that up because compared to these two girls who are on the show who are just simply mean monstrous people really one girl <laughs> I- irena is her name oh okay so a really listen. close name to my name <laughs> <laughs> i did not even clock that <laughs> so you know like there's you guys are very different you know her name's irena you're just irene um <laughs> she is such a fucking monstrous bitch and luckily everyone else realizes it but um <laughs> while your names might have a similarity <laughs> I would say the intention could not be further from each other. Oh, wow. That's what cancels me. It's me that's... calling <laughs> an own person on my podcast, <laughs> comparing her to the villain of Love is Blind season four. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, so, so okay. So you um come out after your freshman year of college. 
Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. So then what was the family response to the Irene's into girlies? Um, I just told my mom and she was like, cool, I'm fine with it or whatever. But like, we don't really like talk about it ever. Like, it doesn't really get brought up. Like, she's met yeah. like several of my girlfriends, but okay. it's not usually like a, a thing. So do you find, I'm, I'm very interested in this because I, um, Last week was in St. Louis visiting my family, and I, for the first time, I really think this podcast is partly to blame, which is that I'm really sensitive to my queer identity and, like, standing up and making sure I have a voice and feeling like I didn't have a voice growing up. And so now really taking a stand if I feel like there's something being said that whatever. And so I find myself being a little sensitive about it, and I wonder about other people who, like, you know, like, it's maybe just not really brought up as a thing. How do you, What is your relationship to that? Do you kind of prefer that place with your mom of that it's, it becomes not really a big elephant in the room just because it's simply, like, it's been said, and now we just don't really touch on it? What? How do you feel about that? Um, I think it's just, like, I'm just kind of a private person in general Mm -hmm. ironically Mm -hmm. doing this podcast right now um (laughs) so i think it would be weird if i just like talked about it all the time because it's not really like in my own personality so i think it's fine sure um but sometimes i do still feel like kind of weird if it like like i my mom has met my most recent girlfriend but like i was like still like scared to like be like this is my girlfriend you know like it's still kind of like eh, you know but i think that would be like that for like any gender i suppose it'd just be like oh here's a new person that i'm dating well in introducing any partner to a family member especially like it's it's like watching a dog walk on its hind legs because you're like it's not something you're used to seeing right 
like i remember watching my twin brother interact with my now husband for the first time and i was just like i don't know yeah you're like is this gonna go well (laughs) is this okay it's also like when you introduce two different friend groups to each other oh my god that's the worst i don't even do that That's how afraid I am of doing that is like, anytime I'm, <laughs> I'm like... learning, you're avoidant, you're avoidant. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, I'm like, anytime I'm like, oh, I should like have a party of some kind. And then I'm like, oh my God, all these different people have to interact with each other. I'm like, let's just not do that. Well, it's also an adult thing too. I think of like the older you get, the, your, your friendships, the closeness changes. And so I think you like some people get lucky and like their closeness remains within the same group of people. But majority of the time, you're staying close with people who are in different parts of your life, yeah. right? Yeah. So when they meet there's a chance that it's not going to be a match made in heaven. But I do want to, I do want to ask you something else about, um, (laughs) you said that during the apocalypse that you're going to die in the first wave of people. Mm -hmm. Um, I fully believe that. So when the world is ending, what is your role? Is it kind of like, are you just enjoying every vice that you haven't been able to enjoy as much? No, I think I'm still going to prepare for the apocalypse. Yeah. Like, um, I think I'm going to start joining a gym soon. I just joined a gym. Mm, look at us. Gold's. Look at us gays. Look at us gays. Well, speaking of gays, Gold's gym has a steam room, and it's the least sexually tense steam room I've been in really? my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, there was a guy that walked in there in full head-to-toe clothing. <laughs> I was like, this is not the vibe. This is, this is not the equinox I've seen before. <laughs> It was, there's also just like straight, like they built it so that I feel the way I feel right now, which is that they like face it. You're in a corner like this. They, they, it's a wall of glass window facing a bathroom and the rest of the locker room. It's like fogged enough, but like you're very much in a fishbowl. And then because some of the guys don't want to be seen as gay, they will put their, wear towels standing up. They will face the bathroom, face the window and put their back to the rest of the men sitting in the like catty corner. And it's just like, okay, at least. At least give us a little bit of a show. I'm not going to do anything, but... That's funny. <laughs> Gold's Gym, do not go there to cruise because... Because <laughs> you won't. Is, you'll see backsides. You'll be parked at a red light. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Uh, are you currently single? No, no. I'm not. Oh, so... The, okay, yeah. okay. So when you... um, So then when you travel on tour for, to these different cities, how, how does your partner feel about the being out of town? Is it like a... Is it a, a... Um, well, we're long distance right now. So we're we're frequently not in town together. Oh. So, yeah. Um, and you're, you're based in LA. Yeah, so I live they're... in LA. And then uh, she's in the Midwest. And I'm from the Midwest. It's awful, sir. Me too. What part are you from? Chicago. Well, that's... So it's interesting. So you're in Chicago and you... Um, when you came out to your mom, I assume? Mm-hmm. And she said famously, I know, look at your hair. Well. <laughs> I'm fact-checking your jokes. I'm I was like, you know, I they said it in a joke. So is that entirely accurate? No. <laughs> to you? She did say, I, like, I, was, I know. But then obviously yeah, I yeah, yeah. wrote the punchline to the joke. With your jokes, <laughs> do you ever worry about your family's reaction? Or do you ever um, worry about posting things? And No, I don't care. I love that so much. And do you talk to your family about career stuff? Um, a little bit now, but uh, mostly I just kind of give them updates. But I don't really usually look for feedback and any kind of that, that kind of stuff. Because I just feel like, what's the point? And it's also, again, it's like, it's comedy. If you think everything I've said on stage is true, 
<laughs> I'm sorry to tell you, it's not. Okay, most comics are making some stuff up. So <laughs> I made a joke up yeah. about my nephew. <laughs> I said, I showed him pictures of my wedding. I said, look, Uncle Eric had a gay wedding. And my nephew looked at me and he said, you didn't have a gay wedding. You had a tacky gay wedding. I said, he's three. <laughs> The amount of people that commented on the video saying, um, sounds like your brother or sister talking shit about you. <laughs> I was like, sweetie, my three-year-old nephew did not say that, but like, it was a good joke. That's so funny, though. Yeah, Thank you so that's much. a great joke. Yeah, I just think it's it's so crazy that people think that everything that I say on stage or any comedian says on stage is just facts. I'm like... You think all of the, you think I'm just saying facts on stage? I would not be, ha- I would not have a job. None of this would be funny. Well, the thing is, is like the, the seed of a lot of things have to be true. Of course. But it's, if, if we only said the seed of things on stage, which is that, um, like, let's say one of my jokes would be like, yeah, my parents really freaked me out before I went to college about ever having gay sex. Like, that's, that's it. Funny. That's it. That's not funny. <laughs> but the joke is, my mom said, if you're not on prep by Rosh Hashanah, you will get AIDS by Hanukkah. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that, yeah. you know, like, but like, w- w- have I f- had to fully unlearn my like sexual shame yeah. <laughs> ever since that sex talk? <laughs> yeah. Is it funny if I just say that? Hinair, it's just no. sad. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it's like, guys, I, and also, I just think it's fun to like figure out what to say on stage to make people laugh. Yeah. So I love to like make some stuff up. I'm like, oh, and see if it lands. This? You like this? Okay, I'm gonna just say this. <laughs> you know, when I had a car accident yesterday, <laughs> turns out you didn't drive. No, yeah, I, I know, I never <laughs> drove. Um, you don't have a driver's license. No. <laughs> what is a car? <laughs> <laughs> never been in a car um i do i do resent the people who i'm learning now are saying like like there's a girl on if i may make another pop culture reference that is highbrow on vanderpump rules a girl's never had pasta before i'm like i don't that's a lie i will resent because i don't believe you mm. however um i do need to guide us into the next famous podcast question which is okay. Irene too if the world was ending you could only save one character actress. Who would you save? Um, I think I would save uh, Kristen Wiig. Oh my god! No, no one has said that before. What? I'm not kidding. No one. I'm, I don't think. And this is like the 93rd episode. And um, because you know what, she. I think some people think she gets enough of her flowers, but I'm gonna say I disagree no. with that. I think she needs to be brought up more. She needs to star in another movie. I agree. The fact that Bridesmaids was... It was nominated for an Oscar, wasn't it? I don't remember, but it was such a good movie. That's my favorite movie. Honestly, one of my favorites as well. I'm gonna... I don't know if it was nominated for an Oscar, because I feel like at the time they weren't very generous to, like, comedy movies. I agree with you. I think, yeah, the it was... Oh, okay. This is actually a twist. It was nominated for Best Writing, Original Screenplay, to Kristen Wiig and Annie Mumolo. And then, so like Kristen Wiig, Academy Award nominee. And then, what I do remember is Melissa McCarthy was nominated for Best Performance by an Actress in a Supporting Role. Gotcha. But no Kristen Wiig, huh? Not for the acting. Not for the acting, for the writing. But the script was great. Unbelievable script. Yeah. I that I mean, and I think that there was uh, Maya Rudolph. I think needs to get more flowers too. Oh, I know sure. that she's working a lot right now, but like she did. Do you ever see the movie Away We Go? Mm-mm. It's like a deep cut because it was um with Maya Rudolph. It's a 2009 film with Maya Rudolph. 
and John Krasinski. And the movie opens with Maya getting eaten out by John Krasinski. Oh my god! And I was sold. I was sold from the jump. <laughs> oh, Allison Janney's in it too. Yeah, it's a big. Oh, okay. It's a big. It's it's honestly 2009. So I had only come out like a year before that, and I feel like it was like an early like confirmation of my gayness i think mm. if i'd seen it while i was closeted it maybe would have, would have accelerated but my rudolph and kristen Wiig both have like a sensibility that like us our people i feel like i don't know what it is about kristen is it because of her like willingness to not take herself seriously but also be like gorgeous but also self-aware and funny she's very she's unproblematic except that she did sing in the imagine video at the beginning of the pandemic <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, I think like anything that happened around the pandemic, like yeah. it's a pass. Like whatever, all, it's fine. We're all not proud. We all, of what no we did one was proud minutes. of what we were doing back then. Okay. What was your most problematic behavior you did during March of 2020? I think just laying in bed all day, like doing nothing. Yeah. Mine were panic attacks that I would have to calm down by chiropractic adjustment videos. <laughs> That's funny. I didn't get into baking bread, but if I did, I would say that. <laughs> I'm not a baker. Why Why was everyone doing that? Why pretend to be something you're not? Yeah. You're going to take up a new hobby that's clearly not you? No. <laughs> Watching your starter rise? Yeah. None of you cared about starters. And then everyone was just out of yeast because we all tried to make bread. Like, why? And then there was, just like Ozempic today, no one with diabetes can get their medicine. And just like the real bread bakers back then, no one could get their goddamn yeast. Yeah. I think those are very comparable and both equally important. Definitely. <laughs> Diabetes. That was yeast. a big thing. Bre- the, the bread baking was a big thing. It was thing. huge. I, we literally could not buy yeast. Who's we? I mean, everybody. But I meant like my mother and I. Because <laughs> she needed yeast for like not make- baking bread for like something else. And then she was like, there's just no yeast. Wait, what else do you use yeast for? I could not tell you. Um, <laughs> but she wanted to make something that was also maybe bread like but we were not making this bread. is why this is why i can't do a trivia show like there was a <laughs> casting notice i read this morning for a game show and it was for trivia and i was like if one question was like name one other thing you use yeast for <laughs> like i don't know <laughs> i'd be like to combat the infection like yeast on yeast i don't know like i truly could not I tell don't know you either god that's sad sometimes i wonder if i'm just like dumb Oh, like I, yeah. I went to a hot pot restaurant with friends the other day and the restaurant was maybe, you know, 30 square feet and I got lost coming back to the table <laughs> from mixing my, my sauce. I, have you ever like parked your car like two yes. blocks away, you come yeah. back and you're circling the block and you know anywhere yeah. you parked your car because that happens to me all the time. My sense of direction is getting worse and worse and worse. I've never had I one. had... I never, there was never, I was once getting drinks with, for the first time, someone who has done this podcast. I'm going to say his name because it's only bad for me. It was Brian Moylan, who is like such a great, great Judy. He was in town from London. We went to get drinks in West Hollywood. He lived close, but I was like, oh, if you need a, he Uber there. I was like, oh, I can just drive you home. He's like, that's so nice. I walk out of the bar with him, start circling the block, and I can't find my car. <laughs> And I was like, just moved to LA, just started driving my own car. Oh, no. And I, I, I had it try to open an app that said where the car was, but my password wouldn't oh, work. And so I couldn't, I was like, I was like, this is so, and then I found it like the other direction, a single block away. Oh, from God. Me. And was he still with you? 
Oh, by that point, you're taking a city bus. No, I'm kidding. He, uh, he, had to, he totally was with okay. me, but he was he was a great sport about it. That's so funny. Yeah, that happens to me all the time where I'm like, I know I parked so close to here. No yeah. clue which direction. It, it makes me feel better that you also don't have a sense of direction because I sometimes feel a little I mean, I feel I think embarrassed about it. I think it's genetic. It, I hope so. And I'm going to blame it on that. Yeah, I would love to blame it not on my own yeah. innate <laughs> dumbness. I don't know. I think it's just our personalities become more volume turned up as we get older. Okay. Like my parents have become, I think, kookier. And I think I think my sense of direction is getting tur- my my lack of sense of direction is getting turned up too. Yeah. Or my brain cells are dying because I smoke too much weed. But I don't think I smoke that too much weed. But I'm saying like that's just my mm. hypochondria now. Well, I don't do that. So. Okay, so then it's not that. So it's not that. Yeah. I mean, science, science, right? Science. That was science. Yeah. Out of left field question, but I need to ask you or else I'd be mad at myself. What was it like to open for Sarah Silverman after having been a fan of hers and watched her for so many years? Um, that was incredible. The most nervous I've ever been uh, in a of very course. long time. It was felt like I was going to throw up. Um, mm. She's super nice. I, I had met her a couple times prior to me opening for her, but we hadn't really talked for an extended period of time. She's just the nicest person. So lovely. No I notes. That so much. Um, no notes. And hilarious. The new hour is incredible. Can't wait for everyone to see it whenever she puts it out. Did it go? Did the set go well after all of your nerves? Um, it was good. Yeah. So uh, the I did two shows with her. The first show I did, I have a new bit that's uh, very dark that I did. And uh, someone in the audience did not approve of the subject matter and uh, yelled out during You're the joke kidding. and goes, that's not funny. So I kind of had to address that briefly during the joke. So that was a little annoying. And I didn't end up doing it the next night because um, timing wise, uh, the set was running a little long anyways, because I kind of oh had to rush God. through the end of the I had to rush through that joke. So I just cut it for the next night. But it was a little bit of a bummer because I actually I really like this joke, but uh, it is a kind of like a sensitive topic. So, but I also was like, it's like Sarah's crowd, like this should be. Cool. I was going to say you're going to a Sarah Silverman show. That's not funny. It's like that's crazy to me because I'm like she talks about everything. Well, it, I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna no, ask you to say the subject matter, but I'm. It, uh, it, like she has like I'm gonna tell you one of my favorite Sarah Silverman jokes I like you more than bears love honey I love you more than Jews love money <laughs> that's not funny <laughs> can you imagine can you imagine it was weird it was so weird but also I think that crowd was just maybe a little drunk or something because I think oh, there was yeah. like they were a little could be a little chatty next night the crowd was great though but Oh, that's that one I was like, the, you have a setup for I think it's don't tell comedy where there's I can hear an audience member that's like chiming in and not in like a way that's like they were agreeing with you. But I remember thinking like, you know, like Irene does such a good job of like an acknowledgement where it feels necessary, but also a non-acknowledgement where you didn't need to keep the, keep the set going. Like, yeah, I, I t- if I'm like just trying to go through my material, not, not trying to do crowd work, I usually if if it's like really audible and noticeable and like needs to be addressed, I will like say something. But then I'm like, OK, I have to like do the rest of the joke yeah. so we're not gonna yeah, harp yeah. on it but that in that case with the Sarah Silverman show like this one person yelled so loud that definitely everyone heard and it like had to be addressed so I had to be like mm, 
okay. Did Sarah bring it up at all? Yeah, you? I mean, they were all like, you know, you handled it great and like stuff. And they were like, that was really annoying. Look at that. So pros that was, that was very pros. nice. But then I felt bad because I was like, you know, when you open for someone, you're like, you want to set up the show great. You don't want anything to like go wrong. And then I was in my head like, did I mess it up? Like all this stuff. Oh, and she God. was like totally fine and cool with it. But, you know, I still felt bad. Oh, my God. I'm, yeah. I'm the queen of overthinking. Yeah. So I, but congratulations on opening for Sarah. So, I mean, how Thank fucking you. cool is that? Can you tell me why I have a note for you that it says TSA drama? Oh, is it my joke about the TSA? Oh, yeah. We're like, you... Um... It's about going through the TSA machine. Yeah. Yeah. And then people are like, and then they're like doing the whole like scan and then they're like, oh, this is sexual assault. Yeah. Um, or then your other joke that's so good about you would go to the men's bathroom, but you don't want people thinking you're pooping all the yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> Where did the poop trauma come from? Because I very much had that. <laughs> I don't even remember how I came up with that joke. Uh, well, I mean, I do remember the premise was just because everyone, every time I go to the ladies bathroom, people are like, you're in the wrong bathroom. I'm like, no, I'm yeah. not. And also, who cares? <laughs> like, we're all who here to pee or poop. Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> or eat lunch in a romantic comedy uh, yeah, right, drama right. where you're the loser in school. That's true. But not in a public restroom in the bathroom. That's no. the worst place to eat. But yeah, I, I think I was just... Um, I think when I wrote that joke, I was just like, okay, yeah, but what if I did go to the men's room? And then I'm like, well, I obviously have to like sit down to pee. And I'm like, oh, men all just stand up to pee and then i'm like oh they're gonna think that i'm pooping in here and then i was like oh that's funny so then i wrote the joke because <laughs> i'm like right like it at, like if you're yes. a man and you go into a stall you're pooping or doing drugs like i know there's a, that's probably there, what it is or that yeah there's a certain shame where there's like 15 open urinals and then there's two closed stalls and you're waiting in line for a stall there's a certain shame about that that I'm still trying to work through. <laughs> but as the book famously says, everybody poops. Yeah. <laughs> everybody poops. But at least, like, if you're in a ladies' room, you don't know who's pooping. Oh, I'm so jealous of that. I'm so jealous right? of that. Like, we could be doing know. so many things in the bathroom. You don't know what it is. Sometimes Crochet. I'm just. Sometimes I'm just in there on my phone. Okay. I hope so. Yeah. A little refuge. Yeah. A little refuge. Scrolly time. Okay. My favorite part of moving to LA is sitting in my uh, parking spot in my garage and, and my staying on your phone and, and staying on my I phone. I do that all the time. It feels indulgent. Yeah. And then you're like, why has it been 30 minutes? I'm not in my apartment. <laughs> and then I look at the teenagers in their car next to me and I'm like, I got to get out of here. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> We're sadly coming to an end of this interview, but I need to ask you a question I did not prep you on. Oh, okay. Irene, too. The final question of this gay ass podcast is: What is the best Whoopi Goldberg film? She's looking at the floor. She's looking to the corner. I've She's never to... seen a Whoopi Goldberg film. And just like Charlie on Vanderpump, who's never had pasta, Irene too has never seen a Whoopi Goldberg <laughs> film. Well, join me, everyone, in saying at the same time: three, two, one. Watch Sister Act two. Um, oh, I have heard that's you- good. Oh, it's great. It's great. And I think that it's going to really do a lot for you. And listen, maybe ask your your girlfriend if she has seen it. And then if either way, watch it with her. Okay. Is that like gay? It is. Okay. It's it's not explicitly, but it is. Okay. Yeah. It's like queer. It is. It is. It's very much so. Irene, this has been such a treat. I truly mean that. I'm such a fan. I'm so grateful you came on. I'm so glad you had me. 
Of course. Where can people follow you? Um, you can follow me on social media at Irene underscore two on Instagram and Twitter if people are still on that. Um, or Facebook and uh, TikTok at Irene Two Comedy. Or just go to my website. It's my name dot com. Find me. Come see me on tour. Go see Irene on tour. Big They Energy is selling out. Chrissy Teigen is obsessed with <laughs> Irene's comedy. And um, I'll see you. I'll see you the next one, Irene. Thank You're a you. goddamn star. Love you. Thank you so much for listening to That's a Gay Ass Podcast. It means the world that people show up every single week. And if you want to come to the live show on April 27th here in LA, hit that link in the description or in my bio and you can buy those tickets there. And I really do mean it. If you send it to one person who lives in LA, that would be a gift. Let's spread the gay ass gospel. (laughs) Have a great rest of your day. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.